The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. You're listening to Eyes Up Here, the Queen's Extreme Podcast. Starring the Queen of Extreme, Francine. Exclusively on the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire. This is Eyes Up Here, episode number, what, one, two, episode number three of Eyes Up Here on yeah. the two-man power trip of wrestling podcasting empire. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined here on Eyes Up Here, the Queen's Extreme podcast by the Queen of Extreme, Francine. Francine, rocking and rolling, getting ready for a big week here, a Monday morning Eyes Up Here, Episode 3. What is going on in the world of the Queen? Oh, what isn't going on in my world this week? Let me just tell you. Um, all right, let's 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 do let's talk about what happened yesterday before we get into my uh, weekend. Uh, dyeing my hair yesterday. This is a good one because, you know, sometimes we find a little gray here or there because we're 47, you know. Uh, <laughs> or 37. Or or thir- or you could have it at thirty seven. I don't think I had gray hair at thirty seven, but now I do, and it pisses me off. Like, I did the really sideburns bad. last week, so I, did you? I did the sideburns on my birthday. Yeah. Uh, do you use just for men? I used it for the first time as oh, a brush. How's it? Uh, it's pretty good, right? Well, funny story is, and I don't want to cut you <laughs> off because I want to hear about your hair dye. So what I uh-huh. did was, so I did the the. I had a show last Sunday, so right. I did I did the sideburns. I did the goatee. Well, here's the problem. So I should have not shaved and manicured the goatee first. Uh-huh. So I did the goatee outline and it looked like I had electrical tape going around the bottom. it stained your skin. Yeah. So I ran oh. to the sink. I had to wash it off. So I just did the side. <laughs> <laughs> Good well, you learn, you learn, kids. Exactly. So um, let's hear it. So I've, I've been dyeing my own hair now forever because, you know, once you become a mom, it's not about you anymore, and there's no more manicures. And pe- at least for me, I, you know, I do my own thing, and uh, I'd rather put my money towards my kids. So um, I was dyeing my own hair yesterday, and I just—I uh, don't even know what the hell I was doing, but a big glob of dye went into my right eye. Ooh. Yeah, I panicked, and I had the—you know—my gloves on. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like three stooges running in circles. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I finally get the glove off, and I stick my whole head under the uh, water, right. you know, and I'm trying to flush it out. And the only thing I'm thinking is I'm going to go blind. I won't be able to see out of my right eye. I'm going to go blind. This is going to be awful. Um, so I, I flushed it, and and then I look up on my um, – my iPad real quick. I'm like, you know, I got, what do you do when you get dye in your eye? And if it's permanent, there's some sites said you can, it can cause blindness. Well, I get the box. It's permanent. I'm like, oh, that's just great. <laughs> but on my counter was saline uh, solution for okay. like, um, you put up your nose when you're right. sick. Cause my son is sick. Okay. And I grabbed that sucker and I was spraying it in my eye and trying to, <laughs> because it's, it's as close to your natural tears as you can get. There's the um, Benny Hill music while this is going oh, on. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if I could have recorded this for prosperity reasons or even for YouTube or this, gold, I tell Patriot you. I, exclusive, Francis, I looked, around the house. I looked like a complete moron. So now it burns. 
um, it, it went right into the corner. It was like a big blob just right into the corner where the tear duct is. Oh, man. Um, I'm hoping like my sight doesn't diminish. I don't even know. But so that happened. I can see two. Okay. Can just you see it. this? Oh, geez. Whoa. <laughs> On the video version, you <laughs> can. <laughs> um, yeah. So that happened. Then, because I'm an idiot and I'm clumsy, I was, uh, did the, the sheets, you know, did all the laundry and did all the sheets in the house. And uh, I uh, was changing my daughter's bed. And, and she has a trundle on the side, you know, the kind that slips out. Right. So as I'm changing the second bed, I go to walk, my foot gets caught in one of the sheets, and I take a bump <laughs> down. I try to brace myself, but I have a hematoma in my hand. And my I bruised my foot. Oh I bruised gosh. like my heel and my foot. So yesterday I couldn't put any pressure on my right foot. I am a hazard. I should You're the wear bubble. Wounded. I literally need to like put bubble tape around me okay. and just be like, be safe. And <laughs> that way if I fall or if something falls on me, I'm protected. Let's, I... ch well, let's channel the EC dub in you. Let's see. You got I... super glue, right? You get some, uh, you know, just a couple sheets, maybe tie it up. You'll be fine. I'm the worst. I am the worst. But yeah, that's what I did yesterday. And um, just total klutz. And uh, the hair dye wasn't my fault. I don't know what the hell happened there. Something just dripped and went right into my eye. But uh, falling... I don't like to fall and I fell again and um, uh, yeah, whatever. So anyway, um, we'll get you some yeah. padding. Get you can some you see, can you see my yeah, hand? You can, yeah, yeah. You can. yeah. That's a Patreon exclusive for those oh, who sign up to our Patreon. And my get, hand. I would hold the, up my foot, but it's, <laughs> no, I don't feel you like You get it. the video <laughs> portion of the show. So obviously you get the audio here on the two man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire, the big empire. That's, really unveiled over the last couple of days but the video portion on patreon all the episodes that we've done so far with the video accompaniment on the patreon page to include medusa on there the sandman our preview episode and now this one we got a great guest coming on in just a little bit yeah. so uh it's gonna be a fun show but we gotta hear i don't know how much time we have before the guest comes on but in the past in the like, last week or so you know you had a, <laughs> a fun time kind of getting yourself together to talk about your North Carolina trip because uh, uh, from what I saw, you know, I saw some pictures coming in of you guys meeting fans, you and Shane down there taking on Stevie Richards in, in the, uh, the show part. But it seems like the rest of the weekend for you was the show part. It seems like that's where the Benny Hill music <laughs> should have started. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. We, um, we went in for masters of the ring. Um, they were awesome. Bambi Weevil, her family. I can't put you guys over enough that just, top-notch people um did yeah we we did the show uh got to hang out with the girls which was fun um i had gotten um selena de la renta booked from mlw terry ronalds was there victoria was there uh, molina was there um so we kind of just hung out um because the guys had their own locker room we had ours you know so we oh, nice. hung out, had some girl time it was fun uh, it was catered. We had food. They ride for coffee if you need it. Just really, really nice. Did a meet and greet. That was sweet. Uh, like you said, worked for with, with Stevie Richards, old school ECW match. Easy, fun. Um, no complaints. Everybody had a good time. Awesome. Next day, oh, we hang out that night till like 2.30, 3 o'clock. Next day, I have a flight. I have to be ready by like 11. So airport's 10 minutes away. 
I got to the airport. I'm with Selena and Larry Zabisco, who is a hoot in itself. He's the man. Um, yes, he really is. Uh, and my flight was at one, and their flight was like at four something or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, I know I'm looking at the board, and I notice it keeps saying delayed, 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 delayed. My phone's going off because you get your text messages. And, I mean, I was there two hours early, so I'm kind of just sitting back, and um, I was just about to go get some food, and the lady gets on the mic, and she's just like, hey, uh, flight's canceled, and you could try to go to another airport. <laughs> and I go, what? <laughs> I, I'm by, you know, I'm by myself at this point. I don't have a rent a car. I don't know where I'm at. I'm in North Carolina somewhere. And I'm saying, well, how do we get to the other airport? So everybody jumps in line and me, I'm sitting there looking around trying to figure out. So I'm now I'm second to last in line. All these people are ahead of me. So the lady gets back on and she's just like, I'm going to try to book a couple people, but the rest of you are probably going to have to like, either leave and go try other airports to get home or you're here till tomorrow. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was just like, Oh crap. You know, cause I had kids. It was, it was Sunday. Uh, uh, you know, Monday I have to get them ready for school. And now my husband's capable of doing that, but you know, I, I usually do everything in the morning. Um, plus my mom had a doctor appointment at 11 that I didn't cancel. Oh. So I had to get her there. Um, so now that's mounting on you. So all this so stuff now it's like, mount. Yeah, it's like, so I call Bambi and I'm like, what do I do? You know, what am I supposed to do? And she's just like, we're coming right back. So I was like, okay. And there was a girl with her name, Beth, who was, I think a, a stewardess. She knew everybody at the airport. So she was up there trying to figure out stuff, this and that. And the one guy's like, we have one seat available Maybe it was in Raleigh or maybe it was somewhere else. But you have to tell me now. So we're trying to figure out how far we are. And the guy goes, nope, never mind. It's gone. Nope. Wait, there's a seat here. Nope, never mind. It's gone. I mean, that's all I heard. And I just stood there and he goes, there's no flights anywhere. Nowhere. There was not one flight in anywhere in North Carolina. Wow. So the other uh, I had two options. I could either rent a car and drive, which would have taken me about 10 hours. Now it's it's going on four o'clock in the afternoon. So I would have got home like, you know, what, two in the morning or something. And then uh, I could have stayed till the next day. I opted to stay the next day because I had called home. I told my husband, there's nothing I can do. Bambi, out of the kindness of her heart, takes me to her house. But the problem with that was I am allergic to dogs. She has five dogs. Five, five dogs? Five. Wow. So big dogs or little dogs? They kept them outside, but you know when you have that many dogs, oh, there's yeah, gonna be dander. Right, right. Yeah, there there was there was so much dander. So we're just, you know, we're sitting around and we're talking about the weekend and whatnot. And I start to get an itch, like right under and I'm just sitting here and I'm scratching. Next thing uh, you know worse than kiss of death right there. Next thing you know, my neck. And I so I'm like sitting here like this and my eye my one eye starts to get really itchy and i'm rubbing it and it's not registering yet because i'm like the dogs are outside whatever i go to the bathroom both my eyes are out to here <laughs> they are blown up swollen so i come out of the bath and i had taken allergy meds i come out of that bathroom and i'm like oh my god 
the dogs, the dogs. And, and so I, it, I had developed a pocket of fluid underneath my right eye that was just bulging out of my face. And they're like, oh, my gosh, do you want the moms going, do you want some um, some cream? And I'm like, no, I don't want any cream because with my luck, it'll burn my face. Like I, I look, God forgive me. I looked deformed. I looked like there was something wrong with me. And so I took an extra pill, a, a allergy pill. And uh, I had to uh, I had to get up at three thirty that morning because my flight was at five and I had a connection through Charlotte. I wake up still deformed looking so i went to that i couldn't put makeup on i went to that airport the looks that people were giving me i swear i feel bad for for people who have to live that way every day because these people were just looking at me like oh something's wrong with you you know what i mean and i felt like saying hey screw you like just stop looking at you know what i mean my my eyes it was just my eyes and then that thing was under my eye um just started to calm down like it, it lasted about three days. Right. And then it, it started to, like, decrease a little bit. But, I mean, my goodness, it was bad. Like, itchy. Like, all over my body, I was itchy. Oh, it was So, just... where was it exactly? Because, like, I, I couldn't figure out. Like, I didn't really – I didn't – sorry, I didn't pull up the map. I was just kind of thinking where it was. But, so, if you had to – if you were looking at Raleigh as a connection and you flew through Charlotte, like, how – were you really that far, like, down into North Carolina? I was in – um. Where was I? I was in Wil- near Wilmington. Wilmington, okay. Uh, Not 100% sh- familiar, so I don't want to say anything. I, yeah, the show the show is in Keenansville, I think okay. it was called. We were staying in Wilmington. So it was 10 minutes away from the airport. So I'm really not too familiar with North Carolina at all. I just know that they were calling other airports, um, and literally, there I couldn't believe it because there wasn't any weather um, issues at all. It was just there were no flights. Wow, that is real far down. I just pulled up Google Maps. Just is to it? See. Yeah, like you're literally like it's almost touch. You know, because it's right on the water, so it is like yeah, you are pretty much almost on the the border <laughs> of, of like South Carolina. So that's like real far down there, man. Oh man, yeah, that's like even five hours from me. That's. Whew, that's a bad one. <laughs> it was bad. I mean, like, like I said, I, I thank, I told uh, Bambi, I said, you know, you're a class act because a lot of these promoters would just dump you. Yeah, they'd be like, bye. You're, yes, have see a nice you you're on your own. And if that was the case, I would have been panicking. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. her and her family came and, and such good hearted people and well, took care nice. of me. Very so, nice. um, yeah. But the dogs, man, <laughs> those dogs got me. <laughs> so, so you walked into that airport, you channeled like your inner Luna Vachon, like you had that snarl going on your lip, like. Uh... <laughs> you know, I was exhausted because, like, every night we literally stayed up until two thirty, three o'clock, and talked. Right, right. So, like, there, people came in in and out of rooms, and we were just talking, and um, you know, I didn't get much sleep. Uh, which, okay, so what, you make it up, that, that's fine, it's like, I don't, I don't go out a lot, so seeing old friends and getting to, to reminisce and talk was fun, Yeah. Um, but when you put a lack of sleep with your face being, like, deformed, and you looking <laughs> like, a, gosh, I don't even, it was just, they were just so swollen, and then, on, like I said, the one side just had this pocket of fluid right. sticking out, like, it looked like, um, it looked like a, like, um, uh, a sci-fi horror movie where it was like done on purpose like the makeup people would reconstruct you know what i mean like yeah 
Yeah. Like makeup. It looked right. like somebody literally stuck like a baggie full of fluid on my face. And it was just this pocket of fluid. Yeah, I, I looked hideous. Hideous. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. So bad. So I I mean But you I made guess, it. I made it. So I just I I guess we'll never have five dogs in our house because I think I would <laughs> drop dead. But um yeah, I made it. But it was a great show. Great show. Got to meet great people. Um so fun. I wish every weekend, minus the flight and the dog, was like that one. Because right. everybody was so gracious and kind. And thanks to everybody who came out to see us, too. Was how, was my, how was my buddy, the franchise? How was he doing? He was good. Yeah, he was good. Um, you know, he is uh, still hanging in there. And um, he was a little blown up after his match, but he was okay. Oh, whoa. Hey. <laughs> now hey. he was fine. Him and Stevie... <laughs> Him and Stevie were were awesome and um, gave him an old school ECW match. So nice. People people were into it and it was a good time. So yeah, it was such a great collection of talent on there. I mean, you look at the poster, oh my gosh, like all the eras were uh, represented well. You know, like a great. Uh, now was it like a was it a convention? A little bit, but yeah. Was it oh so it was a convention and an indie show? Put yeah, together? it was a meet. It was a meet and greet. Okay. So they opened the doors like a four. Okay, and then gotcha. we signed right. for two hours, yeah. and then the show started. That show, top to bottom, it was stars, stars, yeah. stars. Yeah, oh yeah. Everybody was a name on that show, like except maybe the Battle Royal. There, there were some local guys in it, but every single match was was a name. So, I hate to see the budget for that show. Oh my god, me too, me too. But I mean, it, it was a great show, and um, hopefully she can she can do something with it. I know she's going to do like a DVD sale. But, um, you know, maybe like Fight TV or something. I don't know. Maybe she can get it on, on pay-per-view. So Very nice. Hey, what happens when you hear that music hit and you're about to walk through the curtain? What do you, uh, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Oh, no, no. It's both your music. Come on. Let's uh, <laughs> You're so associated with it. When you hear the first bar of that music hit, what goes through your mind? It's funny because, like, he always wants to go out first by himself. And then, like... I come out afterwards because that's the way he wants it. But I'm never sure like how soon. So he always ends up coming back and grabbing my hand and pulling me. I wait like a count for the music. And he's always like, no, no, no. He grabs me and he breaks me. <laughs> it kind of looks like I don't want to come out on my own. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, th this week, I'll tell you, when, when I was walking, I was telling everybody, I had such a strut to my step. And in my back of my head, I'm saying, girl, you're almost 50. What the oh, hell are you doing? Come on. Doesn't what are matter. you doing? Doesn't I, matter. The I'll, you know, that's what I was thinking this trip. I'm like, I never in my wildest dreams thought I'd be walking down an aisle at 47 years old. Like, it's so surreal. But it yeah. was so fun. It's so fun to be able to play that character again, even though we were kind of baby face. But right. uh, it, even still, it was, it was a good time. That's so, great. No, that's very it. cool. Very cool. So, all right. Well, here we are at this point of the show. I don't know if you want to start coordinating your oh, side yeah. of things to get everything rolled in, rolled yeah, in for this guest me, um... coming up. I mean, look, you know, it's not, not too much to hide because the guest is posted on this episode. You know, the only mystery guest we had was really episode number one. So I can't wait to see what we have in store here with this, uh, this little, yeah. this little cameo we've got. This is going to be interesting. Me too. Cause I, I, I don't have any, pl anything planned. We're just gonna just wing it and, um, see what he does, you know? He's like a ticking time bomb is what, I, what I'm told. 
Yeah, yeah. And but a lot of good. you know, a lot of rumors basically on a weekly basis about him. I mean, he's probably one of the more talked about guys currently in the entire business because even with these uh, you know, wars heating up between AEW and WWE, yeah. you know, when you have the uh the COO of the uh the company come out and say we're not bringing this guy back, you obviously know he's uh he's a, a he's definitely a rocket in the he, uh the industry. You know what I'm saying? He's got some buzz. Well, that's always a good thing. I got to meet him one time, pure gentleman, very yeah. nice guy. Uh, so I have nothing bad to say about the guy. I uh, met him in Philly yeah. a few months back. He was very nice. He was probably at that show, I, I think maybe with the fans, the coolest guy, uh, the realest guy in the room. Really, <laughs> We're giving it, it away, but, um, you know, uh, yeah, uh, I think, I think y'all know who we're talking about by now, but we're just going to wait a minute and, um. I'm waiting on him to click the link. You let me know when he pops up. I will, please. but that's when I want you to do your little intro. See, it was funny last week when we kind of jumped the gun and we were. <laughs> you want me to wait, right? I'm gonna well, wait. I want you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, when I see his his little box pop up, I'll, uh, I'll tell you. He's to, got a little uh, box, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, we were at nine thirty. We were ready to go. I spoke to them. <laughs> Everything was fine. Don't do this to me. Hey, it's for you know. Okay, remember, remember last week Medusa was in the bathroom for an extra two it's minutes. True. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's in the bathroom. Maybe it's a great place to uh, might, get yourself all okay. dolled he, up. Uh, I got. He might be in gym still. Okay, right. you're in the gym when you're supposed to be on the phone. Uh, you got to get swole. You know, you got to <laughs> get. Do. Uh, yeah, GTL. I is that outdated? Is GTL is that outdated now? I think Do we not it is. say that anymore? I don't think they say that anymore, unless you're on the Jersey Shore show, but um, which is something that I really love. Oh gosh, um, I mean, and as we you know, as we wait for the guests to pop on here, that's something that I, I you know, that those places in the Jersey Shore. Okay, let's just dial it back. What ten years to the start of the Jersey Shore? Uh huh. Those places that they went was right by where I lived. In, oh, in did you Jersey. frequent those places? Well, I frequented them at some point in my life. Nice. But, I never saw any of them when they were out, but you'd always hear things or whatever. And, when, you know, it, it was what it was. But those, it's so funny to look back at that show and what they did culturally. Because, <sighs> man, if you were within like a 20 mile vicinity of the Jersey Shore, man, did you have a stigma put on you? Right. That everything that you did was, you're, you know, you're a bro, this, you're a, you know, GTL, you're all the, the, the crazy shit that they had going on. It's so funny that that now it's outdated. Now it's passe. Now it's uh, old well, news. Isn't it amazing uh, how they pick eight random kids to be on television and they drink, and they party, they have sex, and they become millionaires? American dream. What is that about? It was awesome. Like, That's uh, you know so. Cool. I mean, if you can do it. Go ahead, but it's just like, you know, there's people busting their balls out there trying to make a living and these kids just come up and good lord. Like how do you how does that happen? Yeah. It's Crazy. just it's, it's a it moment in mind. time though. But it seems like all the you know, all the big shows that have that kind of run, you know, where they really like change the culture of really, I mean, you gotta say everybody <laughs> made fun of Jersey at that point. And you know, they're and still I, going. I have they a, still have a show. I know they do, but it's a lot different now. It's well, then, sort of. I mean, it's it's got the same, you know, like uh, basis, but it's they all got kids, you know. Right. Situation right. was in jail for God's sakes oh, for the last yeah. couple of months. Aww. His tanning salon was in the town that I lived in before I moved to uh, to Virginia. So okay, uh, the, okay. The, the Jersey Shore roots are right. very strong within the uh, the eyes up here universe uh, right you. now. 
I got you. Okay. Let's talk about Big Brother real quick while we're waiting. Yeah, I actually Thumbs looked at uh, the Twitter feed the other night. Didn't know what the hell I was looking at, but ah. I was just trying to be uh, a good co-host and see names that maybe you mentioned. But I still got no idea what's going on. So what 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 the hell's going on in the Big Brother so world? It's over. Mickey won. His real name is Jackson, but they had to call him by his last name because there was a Jack in the house as well. So Jack and Jackson would get a little confusing. But Mickey is your winner. Uh, won five hundred thousand oh, dollars. Here we go. All right, you go. Oh, did, is he here? Yep. Okay. All right, guys. So, um, our guest today is a, a bit of a controversial figure in the world of professional wrestling. Um, what are we calling him? Uh, Enzo. Real one. Enzo. He's, he's the realest guy in the room. Let's Enzo. welcome Enzo to the podcast, everyone. There he is. There he is. Hey. This is, this is Why is everybody cool. tilted? Don't worry about the it. They're fine. They're fine. I've never, I've never seen this little thing before. I didn't know that I was setting myself up for, uh, for a video conference. So. <laughs> you, um, you, you, you look wonderful. Here, right? you, you look wonderful, even though you're, you're, you're sideways. Don't have blonde hair anymore. You know what I mean? Is that it? Are no, we not dying? Good. He's this good, Francie. Don't worry about it. He's good. See, oh, is that you? I went back to this guy. Oh, there, look, look, see, you got to rub it in my face that you have two dolls and, and I didn't, I have one in production now for two years, but that's okay. Um, I'll get it eventually. So how are you? Uh, you know, I'm good. I've, I've definitely, uh, you know, as, 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 a, as a unit, me and Big Cass have seen better days. Uh, well, <laughs> but, uh, he, I can't complain. Here, here's what wanted, uh, what made me want you on the show. I listened to you on Busted Open last week, and we have a mutual friend. I'm friends with Mickey, um, your agent, and uh, you made me cry, as corny as that sounds. I was driving in my car. You made me cry. Yeah, you you, kind of touched me, and I said, I want to get him because you hear all this stuff about people, and I only met you once, and you were very nice to me when we met at that show we were somewhere in Jersey, I think in Monroe. Yeah, Monroe. I, you and Cass were there. Um, yeah, yeah. And you and you were nice. We didn't get to talk too much, talked a little bit, but um hearing you on the radio, just hearing you as a real person, like you were saying, I'm Eric, I'm not Enzo. You know what I mean? Like that's I love that. I love to see a different side of people. And I saw your your other side. I, I saw you not in character, and I really, really liked it. And and I thought it was such a beautiful thing for you to come out and you know help cast the way you did. So um, thank you for that. Nothing but respect for you, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I I just you know I didn't know if you wanted to talk about yourself or if you want to talk about cast. Um, I, I, I've done all the talking about myself. I need to do. <laughs> okay. Well, if you if you want to tell us what's going on with Cass and and what yeah, what absolutely. people can do to help, we are more than yeah. willing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's an address that, uh, that I put up online. Uh, it's on my it's on my uh, Instagram and it's on Twitter. I do believe I've tweeted it. I just don't know how recent it was, but uh, okay. basically, it's the DDP uh, Yoga Performance Center address. Uh, if you guys want to get in touch with Cass as a, a collective whole, you some of your listeners, some of your audience uh, that support, you know, uh, people who are dealing with the struggle against mental health. Um, and, you know, it is a disease, addiction, um, and it is a disease, depression. And you couple those two things with self-medication, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. through, through alcohol, you are dealing with a, uh, a deadly disaster, um, you know, and 
And suicide prevention is something that we need to take seriously because I don't think that people realize oftentimes uh, that, that, you know, alcohol withdrawal is, uh, is, is worse than heroin withdrawal at times and, and many times. Um, and that it is probably the number one killer as far as withdrawal symptoms go. Uh, you could have a seizure. You could die from alcohol withdrawal way more so than you could from other drugs. Uh, and, and it's just we're reluctant to think about it as a drug because it's right there on the corner of every street that we walk down. And, uh, you know, the, the, the world has told us that this is the socially acceptable way to, uh, you know, relieve anxiety and stress and, and to and to, uh, you know, have a good time. It's unfortunate when, um, you know, that good time becomes all the time and that good time isn't a good time anymore. Um, and I've seen it affect the people around me personally to an extreme that I did not even know was humanly possible. And suicide prevention is something that's so real to me because I've seen a guy who's literally tried to kill himself without alcohol. How much of the wrestling business plays into the struggles that Cass has? Because obviously what was well-documented, you know, a week or so ago was such a high-profile thing, but it just seems like after that one video had come out where it seemed like he had kind of you know, got in control of some things. How much does well, the wrestling was, business have to play with it? I think that that was the uh, the notion that was maybe minced was uh, that, you know, Cass was better immediately and that he was doing good. And, you know, I, the, the point of that DDPY yoga video was to show a guy who's currently going through something, to show you currently about his struggle so that he can be open with it, so that he can look his fans in the eyes and say, I'm seven foot tall. But if this disease can bring me, you know, down to my knees and, and, and begging God literally just to be happy, yeah, that's something I can't relate to, but I have to be able to understand it. Sure. And then I have to be able to take it seriously because it literally nearly killed my best friend on multiple <sighs> occasions. Uh, suicide by drinking is, is a real thing. Uh, your body will withdraw. Your body will, you know, will, will, it, will it will break down and, and just, you know, it's it's a sad, sad reality. But the truth of the matter is wrestling. We're all a product of our environment. I do thoroughly believe that to to, you know, a degree. And, and any wrestler who's sitting here and telling you that, you know, our careers don't play into, uh, you know, maybe some mental health issues. Uh, you know, the ones that are, are struggling with it, maybe more so because of the wrestling, uh, maybe they'd be struggling with it without wrestling. Cass, I know, has said that he's been depressed uh, for 32 years. Mm. And that is something I don't, I don't understand. I can't, I can't, it's not my reality. So I have to be able to step outside of my reality, step outside of myself, look at another person and say, what can I do to help? And the number one thing that I found throughout this process is be there for that person when they need you, when they want to talk, and when they tell you that they're not struggling. Sometimes they're they're not telling the truth, and I think that that was the thing that uh, Big Cass came out and wanted people to know was that I'm still dealing with this, and every day is a struggle. And he said those words, so he wants the people to know that. Yeah, I'm dealing with it. But if I fall, and I fall right now, right in front of all of you, 
it ain't over. It's it, true. There's still a battle to be fought here, and I'm not going to let it win. And while, you know, a shitstorm hit the internet because Big Cass, uh, you know, his demons got the better of him at a, at a wrestling show that I was not at, that Mickey, our manager, was not at, um, you know, our, our, our agent wasn't there. So when you put yourself in a situation uh, that's high risk, you know, in, in, in essence, uh, when you feel that temptation to grab the bottle and that temptation takes control of you and it gets the better of you and you make some decisions that uh, you normally would not make because I know for a fact that when Big Cass is drinking, yeah, he's bipolar and he becomes a different person. He's, I mean, he's not bipolar for a fact. I don't know that medically. I'm not a doctor. Right. But what I know is that the person that I've known and loved uh, for the better part of, you know, my career uh, he's not the same person, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I met him in Wisconsin for Hornswoggle. We did a, a, a show out there and that's, that was the first night I, I met him and we shared a locker room and he came right out and told me what was going on, you know, with his depression and this net and how he can't be around certain things because he doesn't want to be in the same room as somebody drinking because he's not sure how he's going to handle it. And he was just telling me, I just need to stay away from that lifestyle. And the look in his face, like, I just wanted to give him like, because I'm a mom, you know, I have kids. I just wanted to give him a hug and tell him you're going to be okay. You know what yeah. I mean? But I could tell that night, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a stranger to him and he opened up and he was just telling me these things. And I, I just remember my heart went out to him because I could see he was struggling, but I also could see that there was just this ray of light in his eyes. Like I might yeah. be able to overcome this if I can choose the right path this time. So it's good yeah. that he has somebody like you in his corner, helping him choose which way to go. Well, you know, fortunately for him, uh, he has a, a bigger support system than just I. Uh, oh, I'm sure his family, he does he have a good. Well, more importantly than anything are the fans and the people that are supporting him throughout this. That go through this, this you know, that, that people can relate. This is a very relatable issue, is mental health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are days where people have a hard time getting up out of bed. And that's the hardest thing that they got to do is, is get out of bed. And I can't relate, but I've seen it and I know it's real. I know it's real. I yeah. saw the effects of it on a best friend in the world. And... I refuse as a tag team partner to sit around and, and watch somebody die. I just, I won't, I won't let it happen. So uh, I've done all that I could as a friend, but the most important thing that needed to happen has happened is that the guy who's being affected by this needs to want to course correct his actions and take initiative by putting himself in a situation like you just said he was telling you Francine now he's put himself away with some other people who can relate who could talk to him who can help him get in the best shape of his life get mind body healthy and he has done such damage control he has gone out of his way to be living in a situation where he was once uh, you know off the grid with a guy named Doug Lawson getting himself in the best shape of his life and we right. saw him do that already so i know he can do it i know that he's motivated but this time 
we got to hope that he doesn't fall. And I think that the most important thing that we can do as a collective, as a wrestling fan base, uh, we're family. You got to lift this guy up, not tear him down. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Things on the internet. Don't put out videos of the guy having a seizure shaking. People are cruel. People are so cruel. I want to, I just want to inspire people to, uh, be the best versions of themselves. Honestly, these days, uh, I know that, you know, there's a perception about me that's out there that I don't really ever try to put a bandaid on. I mean, I, I, I really, because my thought and my, my process of thought has always been very different when it comes to social media and the internet is you're not going to use me. I'm going to use you. Okay. Uh, I <laughs> never, I never looked at the internet like it was, um, you really got to see the real Eric, you know, I used right. it. Uh, Enzo Amore is what you got. Enzo, you know, uh, inside a riot out there, you know, on this social media tip. I can get it, it Yeah, yeah. I can get it going. Uh, I've just made a conscious decision recently through this process to use my voice and use my platform more so now than ever to try to inspire, to help, to connect, and uh, to help, you know, a human that, that is so near and dear to my heart uh, when mm-hmm. I was – at a wrestling show, I saw Animal, and I just thought to myself, it ain't looking right without Hawk standing next to him, you know? Yeah, that's oh. a great call. Great call. And I, and I know that people see that when they see me. I, right. I know. And it is what it is. I'm I, I'm married. I'm married into this relationship with a tag team partner for life. Um, this guy is my best friend, and I'm going to see him through this. And I do not want to see him be the next story. In pro wrestling, no. of, a, of no. a wrestler, you know, so I, I will, I will see to it that his fans, who have supported him through thick and thin, that the people that are boisterous uh, in this process of seeing him through it, that those people get to see that guy again, that they get to meet him again, um, and that you know we're still the same people that we were, you know, when, when we started this journey. So uh, it's it's easy. To lose sight of who you are when you're in the limelight and you're out there and you're on the road 200, 300 days in a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the time for reflection when he got, you know, fired by the WWE and we all went our separate ways um, was very important. And it is still very important because a life beyond pro wrestling is something that I need to pitch and preach to death. It's because the truth. I, <laughs> I can vouch so for that. <laughs> so many of my fans and Cass's fans and wrestling fans often forget that uh, the toll that either the, the mental, the physical, the stress uh, of that job can take. And, 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 and you know, some people uh, you know are built for it. Others aren't. And some people it takes an effect on it. Some people get lucky. So each circumstance is different. You can't compare circumstances. But all you can do is is, is be open to those circumstances and 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 why people act the way they do yeah it's it's uh it's an eye-opener for sure uh the internet can be uh wonderful at times and it could be a curse at times uh i came up in the 90s we didn't have we didn't have social media so uh i think that was a blessing for for our ecw locker room because yeah that was i've seen a lot of stuff but i've also lost a lot of friends Uh, yeah um i'm one of the lucky ones i mean i i've lost so many friends due to drugs and alcohol and i don't wish it on my worst enemy so i commend you 
Um, I, I think you, you know, uh, being his mouthpiece and, and just getting people to rally behind him is a beautiful thing. And um, I just thank you so much for coming on. Uh, uh, I want I want our fans of the oh, show to help. Uh, can you, you give your me. Can you give your Twitter feed and let people know where to follow yeah. you and how you could you could follow me uh, at real one R E A L number one um, on Twitter and on Instagram. Okay. Uh, you could also follow me and Cast collectively as Real Free Agent Z. Um, yeah. On Instagram. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, free agency still alive. I got a, I got a tag team partner. And if you guys want to get in touch with them, you can send letters to the DDP Yoga Studio. They'll be forwarding them to Big Cass. Mm-hmm. Make sure that he has some, uh, you know, encouragement while he's gone and let the world know that we are anticipating seeing him again, hopefully. I uh, hope so, he may, too. You know, he may yeah. step away from entertainment altogether. You just don't know how somebody comes out the other end of this thing. But yeah. the most important thing is that uh, the business – uh, is not as important as my friendship, and I absolutely. Think that, that, that I think that there was a time where perhaps the business was more important than my friendship, and I think that time has uh, you know ran its course. So you, you uh, got a reality check, you know what I mean? And and I can tell you right now, there is life after wrestling because I I went so far from wrestling. It's like I I was retired. I did a Terry Funk. I came back, but <laughs> I pick and choose what I want to do. But I mean, you know, married, children. I'm I'm living the dream now, and it's yeah. it, the, wrestling is not the only thing in this world. It, it's nice, but there's more to life than uh than wrestling. So um, yeah. prayers are with you guys. Like um, I I want nothing but the best for for Cass, and he seems like such a wonderful person. And you yeah. you as well. You're doing a lot for him. So uh, keep well, it up. I, I appreciate the opportunity to get here on the show and be able to speak to it. Uh, you know, alcohol, depression. Um, these are serious things that, that mm-hmm. you know, can tear a world apart and tear somebody apart. Words hold a lot of weight when we pretend that they don't at times. Okay. This mm-hmm. is social media. This is 2019. And we see the effects that uh, mass media, social media, and the people around us uh, have on, on, on daily life and, and things that happen, um, tragedies, uh, you know, terrible news um, and, and, and hatred that's, that's, that's spewed out of people's mouth through fingertips. Uh, at times, you have to be able to separate real life from pro wrestling, separate mm-hmm. real life from social media, and be able to understand that uh, words, they do carry weight, and oh. sometimes they affect people very badly. And we're all humans. And while we got thick skin and I'm an entertainer and I can stand out there with a microphone in my hand in front of a million people and thousands in the flesh, you know, there's guys and girls in my business who are greatly affected by some of the things that are said by fans. They could sit here and they could tell you that they're not, okay? They're lying. Right? They're lying. Social yeah. media is a mean place at times. I can handle it. I can handle all the things that are said about me. I really can. Mm. I, I, I don't feel that uh, the world oftentimes knows who I really am. 
which is okay with me because I do like that mystery and that intrigue. Yeah, but see, that the kayfabe is, is dead right now because look how nice you are. Everybody thinks you're just going to blow up and be this crazy person. And see how nice he is? People? Yeah, and, and I'll tell you Don't what, Don't talk too. about Enzo anymore because well, he's so nice. Let That's me say it as, as, you know, as the, the fan in the <laughs> room, I guess you could say. done. Here, here's what I can tell you, Eric. This is what I can say. Just that you fall into an elite class of guys that people can't separate the character from the real person. Mm -hmm. And if they don't listen to your words and they don't hear what you've said today, then they are doing themselves a real disservice because you call yourself the realest guy in the room as Enzo. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you just impressed the hell out of me. And I think everybody who's listening will really take this and, uh, and support Big Cast, man. You've done a great job. Yeah. Thank you guys more than anything. Uh, you know, I, I got to say, uh, most importantly and humbly, I try to try to just get this point out there is that I didn't see this coming. I didn't, I didn't anticipate, A, getting back into pro wrestling. I was. I, I am very content with uh, how things went in my career, despite mm -hmm. how it ended. Uh, I went out on top, and I had the time of my life while I was there. Sure. And I didn't take any of it for granted. Uh, I think that a lot of people that were around me, uh, they maybe weren't happy, uh, like Big Cass. I was truly happy. I think you saw it every time I came to the curtain that I was having the time of my life. And um, I didn't see this happening. I didn't see myself becoming a voice for big cast uh in and us uh as a, as a whole uh and and having an impact and an ability to inspire people uh in a, in a good way in, in a different way than i anticipate you know and started this journey with big cast guy getting him back in the ring and watching him wrestle john moxley was the goal and it happened and yeah. uh, I just found myself there for him. And, and through that process, I, he dragged me back into this thing. And I got I to gotta give him credit because I'm back. Well, and, you uh, know what? I think God puts us in certain situations. And I honestly, that's my belief anyway. And I just think that God put you here, not on this earth, but God put you in this situation because he knows you can help him. So yeah. um, uh, that, that, that's a belief of mine. I don't, I don't know how I religious. Just, I just want to express to the world that uh, I am extremely, you know, I'm not the type to come out here and search for empathy and sympathy. Like I, I could play a heel in wrestling as well as anyone. <laughs> I just, I didn't see this happening. Yeah. Uh, I'm in it now and I'm in it to win it. So I want to see big cast back on his feet. I do want to have a tag team match again with him on a, on a, you know, a major level. I hope uh, you do. In, I really hope you do. Way. Uh, we haven't had a tag team match since we broke up in the WWE. So mm. that's a goal. And, and, and that's what you need. And that's what I try to stress to big cast is uh, you need goals. Um, if you don't have goals, you have no purpose. And I, I, I express that to other people too. Another thing I know it's so easier said than done, but uh, you know, like, Fighting with someone to make them get motivated to shower is a reality for some people. Mm. You know, like they're so depressed, they don't even want to shower. It's so oh. important to get outside. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. It's so important for people to get outside. If you have mm -hmm. the opportunity, the weather's decent enough, get outside, breathe. Take, take a deep breath and be happy that you're alive because Absolutely. This, I always say to my, like people, I, you know, 
I, I somehow was it, it was inspiring to see a guy like me who put himself in a situation to get in trouble by being out drinking and partying. I, I don't I don't live with regret of the situation and I don't apologize for it because it could have happened to anybody. And I put myself out there with a target on my back and a bad world got the better of a good guy. And I don't care that that happened to me because I own it. More importantly, I was there. I put myself there. What happened was unfortunate, uh, you know, and, and I, I battled back, but I didn't let it affect me in my day to day. I right. woke up every day smiling, took back to social media when I got back out into the world. People were inspired by the Phoenix music video that I really just gave the middle finger and I said, the world is not going to tear me down. You can try as hard as you want, try as hard as you want to tell me who I am, but I'm the only one who knows who I am. And I know, I know from my experience that nothing is a coincidence. So when I got to the top of the WWE holding a microphone, hearing everyone say stuff back to me, I had to look back in retrospect and realize that everything happened for a reason. I might have had it tougher than any other wrestler in the business coming through the ranks as a guy who never wrestled before, who could talk like I could, right? physically, mentally, belittled, berated, and told, you know. So look at it in retrospect. I had more success than most of the people that I was working with at that time because I had it harder than any of them, mm -hmm. okay? There's always light on the other end of this tunnel, and you've got to have blind faith. When it doesn't seem like something's in front of you that's, that's feasible, a task, a goal, that light at the end of the tunnel, you know, there's tunnels through mountains for a reason. So you don't have hmm. to fucking climb it. There's light at the end of that tunnel when you're in the WWE. And no matter what, when you get a job in the WWE, you're getting that paycheck for $600 a week. You know that that can turn into millions with the light at the end of the tunnel on a goal of WrestleMania at hand. Me and Cass had a goal to get to WrestleMania one day. We achieved it in spades. And honestly, I checked that off my bucket list. And uh, I kind of didn't really have many dreams of ever being able to do it again because it was so surreal. I just didn't mm -hmm. even think that it was really happening. It seemed too good to be true. Right, Couldn't right. Believe it. And then it's all over and it happens and you say, oh my God, nothing is a coincidence. If you put the work in, you'll see the reward. This kid okay. needs to be a life coach. He does. You need, you need to rebrand yourself as a life coach because you're, you're so motivational. I don't telling anybody how to live yeah. their life. <laughs> no, I think you're good. I think, no, don't kill it. You got it. You got it. In, I, you got I think this is a new thing for you that you need to look into, being I a just, life coach. Uh, <laughs> I just want to inspire people because I realized that something that both Cass and I achieved was pretty astronomical, the odds of yeah. you know, a guy like me winning titles or making it to the dance and hearing people sing back to me. I just know for a fact uh, what it takes yeah, well, some people have it and some people don't. And despite you not having to come up on the indies or you just being thrown into it, you had it. Well, so, I don't know that anybody can do it if I did. I'm not mm -hmm. putting myself in an elite category of talent saying that, you know, like, give me a break. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I got the opportunity of a lifetime by being signed by the WWE and learning from the best people that the business has to offer. I feel like anybody who was a decent athlete would have good head on their shoulders just put in my situation the onus is on them to be great not well to, that's what i was um, just gonna say give yourself some credit because you ran with the ball 
You know what I mean? A lot of people fumble it. You ran with it and you've done things. Sometimes people in the business 10, 12 years couldn't do. And here you are your first year and you're killing it like in NXT. You know what I mean? Like, so give yourself some credit. Timing has a lot to do with it. Too, oh, you know? shut I'll up. I'm done. I'm just done. Like, with yeah, you. just like coming up today. <laughs> uh, we appreciate it, Eric. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, buddy. Take care. I hope to see you, you soon somewhere. Blessings. And you know what? You will see me down the road. I hope so. I hope to see both of you again so you we can will. chat more. You will, absolutely. And, uh, All right. You know, Thank you so much. Once again, anybody who's out there battling with depression, anxiety, you're not alone. It's a relatable issue. Other people like seven foot tall, big cats, larger mm -hmm. than life are going through it too. So it's okay. Reach out to somebody, talk to somebody, uh, you know, a friend. And if you don't have a friend, write big cast a letter. And please tell them I was asking for him too. And then I'm praying for him as well. I will. Thank you. All right, buddy. So thank you so much. Take care, Eric. Thank you. Peace out, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, Francine, we just had uh, Eric, a.k.a. Enzo, come off uh, the line here. What an amazing appearance. I mean, talk about uh, the heartstrings getting tugged throughout that whole thing and just a look, a look into a guy that has a complete misconception about who his wrestling character is versus his real persona. What a nice guy he ended up How being. great was he? That's part of the reason why I wanted to have him on here because you hear all these horror stories about people. There have been stories about me out there. You know what I mean? That I'm this heartless bitch and, and hard to work with and no one likes her and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay. So if I can give somebody a platform to show their true being, I would love to do that. But also I knew he had a story to tell because I had heard him prior. And I'm telling you, it's, it's a shoot. I cried in the car, you know, because I met Cass and the first night I met him, he just told me how sad he was. And it's just like, He's just opening up to a stranger like that. You know, yeah. this kid's hurting. There's something wrong. And um, I I pray for him. I hope everything works out. You don't want to see anyone like that, you know. So um, I think what, what Enzo is doing is is very admirable. And, and um, he's a really good friend. And I give him all the credit in the world. Just amazing, you know. Just yeah. it, it, it guts me sometimes that Twitter and social media and Instagram and all these things, I mean, it just it gives – people the access to say things directly whereas you used to have to write a fan letter to tell somebody to fuck off isn't <laughs> you know, it amazing you can, you, yeah like now you can, you can just tweet to them and, and they can, you can tell them they're the biggest piece of shit in the whole world and look at what it look at what it can do to somebody and you know you know when you're in a deep spot those comments make their way to you somehow and he's trying sure. to protect his you know his big buddy his best friend and he's doing a great job with uh, the outreach and uh, i really again i just commend him i'm so impressed by uh, everything that he said yeah, absolutely. Um, and here, here's a good tie-in for me to switch. This, this is perfect. The Perfecto. way you just said you can reach out to anybody on Twitter, which is is a, it's an amazing thing because you could talk to stars and they might tweet you back or whatever. Yes, you can. Um, not that this gentleman's a star, but <laughs> um, well, he's technically he's not. He's a guy who put something up on YouTube. But let me describe me. Um, Sprinkle some pixie dust for me. Because... All right, here we go. I'm going to drop a little bit on you right here. Okay. You don't need to make the noise. Look, every time I do it, okay. ready? Watch. Yes. Woo! There it goes. Eh? I love it. All right, so, you're good. I don't know if you clicked the link, but you liked it when I put it on Twitter. I clicked it. I've seen it before. So You've seen it before. Okay, so there's, there's an old ride that used to be at Epcot called Horizons. Uh, I never got to ride it because I didn't go to Disney until like the 90s, um, the late 90s. And this ride was already gone. 
Um, but there is like a documentary on, and I've watched, I watched it like last year or something. And I was looking, uh, cause every, every day I, I watch ride videos or I look at Disney things on YouTube and I watched the horizons ride through. Cause I technically never really watched the ride. So I was like, let me just watch the ride through. So I watched it. And then one of the recommended videos came up was the remain seated, please video that right. I posted Two guys who in chief, I don't know. It blows my mind, but they were able to figure out a way to actually go inside the actual ride without being caught. And they did it several times and they documented it. And they are standing next to the animatronics while the animatronics are working, <laughs> while the ride vehicles are actually moving. And they were able to, like, count cars, and they knew when, like, passengers would be. They counted so many cars, so they had so many cars until the next group of passengers came through. Right. Uh, and this was apparently one of the last rides that didn't have security or any Disney cast members watching over it. These two guys were able to just take over the whole set. And there were many different scenes in that because it was a long ride. Um, there's one there's one scene where there's up on the second floor, there's a girl in a bathtub. Do you remember that scene? Yes, I do. They actually look in and the girl's like naked and they <laughs> knew somebody did it to pop one of the cast members. But all you see are the bubbles as you're in the ride vehicle. Right. But he shows the, the naked body that's in the bathtub. It's just it's a remarkable story. It's very touching. Um, the guy chief passed away. I think he was 47 or 48 from cancer. Right. Uh, they had been best friends for years and years. Um, but so meeting he, because they were going on the ride. They they were the, yeah. The they ride. met at Disney. That's how they became friends. And yes. it, when you find out that he died at the end, you're like, what? I cried. <laughs> I cried. Like, after all yes. that, you're like, he's dead. <laughs> he's guy, dead. I, I literally, I knew it was coming the second time. Cause I've watched it twice now. The right, first time right. I cried my eyes out the second time <laughs> I knew it. Um, but anyway, I put that tweet up and then, um, so somebody on Twitter had tagged who, and he wrote back, thanks so much. And I was like, oh, that's who, that's the guy. <laughs> um, so it's funny, like what you saying, like you could talk to anybody, like the guy that filmed it tweeted me back and said, thanks for watching, which I got a kick out of, you know? Yeah. Um, that's awesome. But it was an amazing, like I would never even think to do something like that because number one, it, uh, the animatronics are cool to look at, but I think if I was next to one, I would be so freaked out. It would like literally scare the shit out of me. Cause they're just so real looking and you know, it's not true. It's not real, but they, they're, they're kind of freaky. Like their eyes are weird, like up close like that. I think I would get freaked out. Yeah. But they were like, they, they took like things, <laughs> they took things home with them. I was surprised they didn't carry the animatronics out with them when they, when the ride was shutting down. Um, but it, it, it's, it's a remarkable documentary. Um, if you're a Disney fan and you have not seen it, please check it out because I never in a million years would I think this could be done in a Disney park. Never. And it never could happen now. It's never no. ever going to even remotely happen now. No. Um, but it, it, that just blew my mind. Uh, I, I, I just love that. Um, and then another thing that kind of made me say, huh? Uh, Martin short, uh, 
famous, famous actor, Martin yep. Short. You know who he is? Yes, I do. Um, Absolutely. Oh, come on. Okay. I mean, think about all the Martin Short, uh, life. Um, oh, what's the one? The one movie where he has the bee sting. I'll never forget what he, I forget the name of it with Danny Glover. He gets a bee sting and he's all blown up in his uh-huh. face. It's hilarious. Yeah, I don't remember either, but he's awesome. He, excellent comedic actor. Um, he was in an, an Epcot uh, attraction, a, a movie. Have you heard of The Making of Me? Yes, I have. Have you seen it? Like the actual video part yeah. of it that you're talking about? I yeah. think I've seen it some in my my casual scrolling. I think I've seen it pop up. I, and I've seen it in some of those countdowns, I think, where they talk about it. But okay. I don't know you, if I, you haven't watched the whole video. Is from, it's from the 90s or the 80s. It's yeah, old. it's old. Yeah, I've, it's I've definitely seen old. bits and pieces of it. <laughs> I know Epcot is all about like uh, you know the universe and energy and this and that and the other thing, but why would this be in a Disney park? Well, I think uh, if they were trying to to cover like they, they were trying to the reproduction, yeah, like they were trying to teach you stuff. I think that that was the whole point was that it was educational <sighs> and it was um, you know like they, there was a reason for them doing stuff like that at that point. But obviously, you see everything that was like that has basically been phased out or is yeah gone. i mean you know some of the old rides i really wish they had like world emotion and then those kind of rides but this making of me this is something i think would be in like um like a, a school like a grade school to teach kids okay you know this is how you make a baby like i wouldn't expect <laughs> to be on vacation and had two little kids come in and sit down and watch this movie and it's about you know mom and dad are going to make love and this is where the baby comes and then you see the sperm going into the egg but it's cartoon but it's still it's it it just blew my mind i just watched it for the first time the other day and i was just like huh yeah it's it's weird it's so crazy um i don't know i was just watching really uh crazy disney stuff and there's a lot of it out there Disney is dark sometimes, you know, but if you haven't seen the making of me, I might show this to my daughter uh, just because she's starting to ask some questions. Oh, boy. That's a good way. That's a good way. You press play and run. (laughs) You never know how to explain something like this. And he doesn't like it's not raunchy by any means. He does it brilliantly. Like it's it's a beautiful story that he tells but do I want my kids seeing it at Disney Disney World when we're supposed to be like yeah. kicking back and having yeah. fun? Like, hey, we're going um, to dumb, we're going to Dumbo next, guys. I mean, it, it, on, learn about the life cycle first. It's great. It's so. Oh my gosh, it's it's just so great. Like, I don't know. I was I was like in shock when I saw that. I was just like, wow. But yeah, um, that's a classic. I mean, that's an old one. I, I I think I have thinking about it more. Seen a lot of it because they. I think somebody has the full posting of the actual like it's on film, YouTube. yeah film part of it but you know you just you, you got to shake your head that at some point you know people weren't as they weren't as, as you know uppity about stuff like that you know and then yeah it's not being uppity but it's, no it's, it's, it's no it, it is in a way because when they created epcot it was to teach it was to to show yeah. you different parts of science and culture and other worldly things that you know maybe you might not yeah, I know. When you get to Disney World, but yeah, I mean it's a little, it's a little past that. I mean, Long Gone are the you know the fifth grade, um, what do you call reel to reel, you know, uh, projection. Yeah. That no. uh, you know, I remember that. You know, you had to sign the waiver to uh, to right? class, like a sex ed watch, class. Yeah, yeah, to watch the uh, the you know the uh, film, so to speak, uh, go on no. the scroll. Yeah. 
And they've never, I don't think in the whole video, I don't think they've ever used the word sex. No, no. I, I think it was just make love. Mommy's going to make love to daddy or, but you see them kissing, like they're in bed kissing, but they're completely. You would think <laughs> they that have their pajamas on. You think that Disney would put like Jessica Rabbit or something in there, you know, like. <laughs> they, no, they really but for the, up. the sperm part was cute because it was cartoon. It sperm, was a cartoon, yeah. <laughs> but the egg was all sexed up. The egg had like the long eyelashes, and she was standing. She's got like this, and she's shaking her thing, and so because she's trying to get the sperm to come, because only one sperm oh, makes it. What? <laughs> what did you the, just say? The sperm, the sperm, <laughs> the <they> come forth <laughs> and enter her. I and that's you. yes, you did. You're a dirty old man, thirty-seven year old. Yeah, I know, old right? Man, um, I just found that really uh, intriguing. So that's that's uh, I didn't no Disney news. I just wanted to let you know that I watched those two videos. Mm -hmm. I, like, I got one for you. Do you? Okay. How about there's a petition to save the uh, the Muppets um, in 3D. Magic Kingdom? No, no, not the Muppets 3D. Not even that oh. one. The uh, the great moments in history in uh the magic kingdom right outside the hall oh, of presidents yes. if, oh. that, if that goes that's criminal because that is such a fun little show i actually was out there with my uh, my little one while my uh, wife and my older daughter were in the hall of presidents and we just sat and watched it if they get rid of that man that that sucks if they if that one goes why are are they um i don't know i think are, it's uh, there's some renovation or something that's happening in that area and then that part would be eliminated oh yeah, that's, that's sad that yeah would, that's that a cute stink. little um, i love that the only thing I don't like is that you have to look up the whole time. My neck hurts. Well, come on, you know, you know, I'm take extra. A, sit back, sit farther I'm back. Extra. Yeah. <laughs> sit further but, back. I had the carriage and I parked myself in the little, um, the little, not even the little sitting area. It was like under a tree, and I basically leaned up against the pole and had the carriage right in front of me, and I just, yeah, I was enjoying the hell. Yeah, it's out cute. Of the they did you ever? Well, no, you because you haven't been to Epcot. They used to have, um, is it Bunsen? The, um they had is that the, when they ro go around the park yeah saw i've that. seen the videos of that I've we never saw seen that, that in person. person it was adorable they don't do it anymore but oh. that was a really cute oh that thing. stinks yeah because you just stand like they're they're right in the middle of the park and you just stand there and watch and they interact and they go beep beep and the guys yeah, it's, it's such <laughs> a shame you know I, i'm such a muppets mark you know i just i yeah. love the muppets going all the way back to you know the first muppet movie i saw was the muppets take manhattan mm -hmm. way back you know in the early 80s and um innocent it's just, just good fun and then the it, fact that that muppets 3d yes it's oh i mean the fact that jim henson is still doing the voice of kermit in the show that's actively in uh uh hollywood studios like I, right. they can't get rid of that they, they, that's i hope they thing. don't but it's just it's you know there wasn't a lot of people in it it wasn't you know it's it's very outdated in terms of some of the stuff they talk about and if they could work a little muppet magic and just yeah. tweak the show itself Mm. please keep it i mean like they, they, that should never be on the chopping block at all yeah we we definitely uh go see that every year yeah um have you ever lifted the mat and seen the key no when you first walk in um it says some i forget the actual verbiage but like be back in five key under the rug and oh. you, pick, you, pick, you pick up the rug and the key's there but it's it's cemented into the oh, ground no, that's great. Little, little little touches like that are just phenomenal yeah um uh the one about the haunted mansion have you ever seen her ring that's in in the ground no i don't think so so there was a rumor um that the you know the bride when you go through the haunted mansion she, right. she kills all of her husbands you know right. um and there used to be like a pole that was in the queue while you were walking 
up to the haunted mansion well they took the pole out and there was a ring that okay. remained into the ground so there was a rumor that started that that was the ring of the the bride uh, okay so I disney, disney takes off with that and they add a real ring and put it in the ground so now when you're in the queue guys look to the ground i forget i think it's near a trash can yeah but there's the actual uh it's either the wedding ring or the engagement ring of the the uh, murderer of the bride that's great See, <laughs> yeah you, you learn these little disney little uh hidden hidden in this show you know you you Fun really fact. that's something that's really cool yeah. and that's stuff like i don't look for that all the time I, if i see it in a video or i hear about it from reading something i'll look for it but that's something you know i would never have known that had you not said it's getting to the wrap up uh big week for the two-man power trip of podcasting empire we launched a brand new website which we're going to be incorporating some really cool stuff in the next couple of weeks we'll have all the show links popping up we're also debuting a show with jj Dillon actually mm. this past weekend the way uh this is posting awesome. uh, it's just it, a lot of cool things happening and again i'm just happy that you're on board for the ride with us because this has been so much fun and i uh, i really i appreciate everybody that's listened is going to listen and save these guys for the future because this has been a hell of a ride so far for this podcast. I agree. I'm so happy I did this because I was just like, nah, I don't want to do it. It's not going to happen. But hey, this is a good time. It's I want to keep the party going. So yeah. I, I'm excited about it. Um, let's just push Patreon real quick because the first of the month is coming up. And you know what that means, guys. It means you have to sign up for my Patreon. And am I, is it Francine Podcast or it's patreon.com slash francine podcast okay uh because i i said both on uh, both. the interview before and i don't <laughs> even know what my own stuff is but uh <laughs> we have so many tiers guys uh it's affordable for everyone please give it a look uh you get to see all the all you know all the video as well as the audio um we have a a private discord um message board that you could be a part of and you can also have your own segment on the podcast. You won't find that anywhere else in wrestling uh, or anywhere, I believe. I think we're. I think it's a first. Pretty good, it's a pretty good first. I mean, I know there's things where they have like round tables and stuff and people kind of get into it that way. But this is something where it's a limited tier. It's mm -hmm. only open to a few people. I mean, if you really think about it, once, you know, one show a week gets a 15 minute pop in. From yeah. somebody who's a part of the Patreon, and you get to talk about whatever you want. You can it's, come it's on. One, it's actually one show a month. Because one we, show. We, yeah. That's, we yeah, have, that's what I, yeah, that's yeah. what I tried to say. Okay. So you come on, you ask, you know, that's where you can plug whatever you got going on. You can ask Francine a question that maybe we're not going to cover yet on in our right. timeline. So right. it's something that, you know, you kind of uh, help us do the show as we go along and see how interesting we make it. You could be the next breakout star for all we know. You and could get your own podcast from it. <laughs> yeah, but just uh, just check out the Patreon, you know, uh, ECW Diva Francine, all my social media links. Um, that's all I got. Nothing really coming up this week for me. I'm just going to do a lot of family time and recover from, from the last weekend. So, um, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. It's going to be chill this week. Looking forward yeah. to it. Very good. And just the website uh, that we just launched. It's, yes. It's www.tmptempire.com. So you can have a podcasting network till the cows come home. But we have built an empire. And that's what we are going to uh, work around and build to the sky. Uh, sky's the limit. Space is the place, is the macho man Randy Savage <laughs> would say. So nice. uh, tmptempire.com. 
still a work in progress. We get all the convention appearances that we work on up there. I mean, this is stuff that like, not that we dropped the ball in promoting over the years, but we're so focused on getting the shows out that sometimes we forget to throw it up there or we forget to mention it. So this is the hub. This is where everything going on in this TMPT world to include Francine, to include, like I mentioned, J.J. Dillon's new podcast, but also all the stuff going on with Shane Douglas and the Triple Threat podcast. We might be on the Vince Russo brand, but that doesn't mean that you can't hear some of the shows. You can't see some of the shows. We will make sure you get your franchise fix if you haven't joined us over on the brand yet. So TMPTEmpire.com. Francine, that's enough out of me. I'm going to let you take it the rest of the way and uh, get us out of here for another great episode. Yeah, um, just all my love and, and thanks to everybody listening and, and, uh, and watching. Um, God bless. Love you guys. It's a wrap. This podcast was a presentation of the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcast empire.